Welcome to Car Con Carne, the podcast I do in a car most of the time. I'm James Van Osdell, and before I begin today's show, before I introduce today's guest, and before we eat food, I want to talk to you, the Chicago or suburban Chicago homeowner. As a homeowner here in the Midwest, your house can take a beating from the elements. Winter storms, spring storms, your house can get battered about. If you think you may have damages that could qualify you for a roof and or siding replacement through your insurance, talk to my friends first at Suburban Roofing and Siding. They'll give you a free nine-point inspection of your property exterior before you call the insurance company. Let them assess any damages you may have and walk you through the steps of a claim hassle-free. They're an accredited member of the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating, and all their contractors are licensed, bonded, and insured. They also use the highest quality materials available at no additional charge to you. Call 224-677-6149, 224-677-6149, or visit them at suburbanroofingandsiding.com. Carcun Carne also brought to you by 90 Days in the 90s. I'm sure you've heard me talk about this book. Andy Fry wrote it, and it's a love letter to the Chicago music scene of the 90s. It's a fiction book, a time travel story but at the core of this time travel story is this magnificent music scene you may remember or maybe you've heard of it heard about it heard the stories about the locations whether it's lounge acts or of course metro all the things that were happening in and around the city during that time darby in the book goes back in time and takes in soaks in all that nostalgia music all those moments Get a copy of this book. You can get it on Amazon, or you can get it through the website, 90daysinthe90s.com. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van So it is Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. Chicago post post punk band. Is that fair to call you post punk? Yeah, I prefer art rock. Just to, I, I prefer art to, rock to too. separate a bit from yeah. the. Uh, I don't know. I feel like every time I read about music, it's it says post punk. Chicago art rock Thank band you. <laughs> returns with still life in decay in April. To my right, if you're watching this on video, uh, is Brian Case. Hello. He is singer and guitarist in Fax. Your band always sounds like Chicago to me. There's something Thank you. distinctly Chicago. That is a high uh, compliment. <laughs> uh, so it's no accident. I mean, the, the sounds of the city, the vibe of the city just filter into what you write and record. Yes. Very much a part of, or a product of this place. So I'm glad that comes through. So we're recording outside Red Hot Ranch in Lakeview. Uh, I have hot dogs. And <laughs> we were talking, we're recording this on March 12th. Daylight Savings Day. I I feel hungover. I didn't drink last night. I feel hungover. <laughs> Just yeah. I, I started to go to bed at two a.m. and then I realized, oh shit, it's actually three a.m. Yes. What have I done? Yeah. I woke up and it was already eleven, and that's uh, not. That's about four hours later than I normally wake up. So. <laughs> All right. These are depression dogs. So the dogs are rolled up with the French fries. Nice. Uh, we have one without tomatoes for you. I can't okay. tell what this says. Uh, Chicago style. So this would Let's be. Let's try this. Yeah. Okay. I think Fing we can do fingers it. crossed. Yeah. It's molten hot. Yes. These are these are warm. 
I hope you're hungry. I am. Thank you. And we got lots of napkins here. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be brutal to eat in the car. Yeah. Brian, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. That's I, why we're here. That is why we're here. Entertainment. Well, well we're here to talk about facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the many things I love about facts, every year we get new music from you. Yes. I mean, that's the way the Beatles used to do it. It's true. Uh, that's intentional, isn't it? It is. Um, the band is, outside of being an outlet for, you know, to make music, it's also our artistic output and that doesn't stop based on uh album cycle or you know when the right time to do something is what would make sense for a label it's all based on us being productive and creative and those things are like muscles you have to keep using them so we just our goal is to kind of make 30 minutes of music every year and that seems to be extremely reasonable and about a good amount of material to put out for people to still see where we're at but also not kind of overwhelm things so well for working on that kind of timetable certainly nothing about facts sounds rushed mm -hmm. i mean the production <laughs> is i mean it's it's methodical menace it's it's nuanced it's layered uh it it sounds like just it, it sounds like two years in a recording studio yeah uh almost i think every record we've made yeah we record for three days and then, uh, <laughs> and then mix it after that. So you know, part part of the thing is also like capturing a moment, and mm -hmm. you know, being present, and you know, using the situation and the studio, and you know, just this X amount of time to document and create. So we don't labor over things. We rehearse regularly. We write. We talk about things. We have really open communication. Uh, but we are not precious about spending our you know years like on a record we want to document the moment and move on so. because the, mm -hmm. with a lot of artists the more time you spend finessing and worrying about the music you, you kind of reach a point of diminishing returns don't mm -hmm. you yeah there, there's something to be said for just this is who, where we're at this is who we are right now yeah we're confident in what we're doing we you know we like to go into the studio about 80 percent done so that we can let you know, the spirit of the room kind of influenced decisions. Uh, and do you, do you just bash it all out together when you songwrite? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in a room, playing. Someone comes in with an idea or something just generates out of a conversation and everybody kind of does their thing. We always are recording the rehearsals just to, you know, have a reference to go back to, talk mm -hmm. about. And after we usually get a few things working, we start to talk about what... You know, if this was an album, what would it need? What's missing? What are the parts that aren't here yet? And just kind of let, you know, those things, let the song sort of dictate what's coming, what's needed. Yeah, try to just be organic and let things happen on their own. I think something that a lot of fans, casual observers of facts point out is that the rhythm section yes. of facts is astonishingly tight. Mm -hmm. So as guitarist and as a co-songwriter, how do you go through that or weave around that rhythm section mm. I'll try to just stay out of their way like <laughs> they're you know Aliana Noah and Jonathan as well who's playing with us now they're so good at what they do I like to introduce a mood or atmosphere and let them sort of dictate what the feel is going to be um, even sometimes like just how the song is going to 
begin and end and i just sort of try to lay in the cut and let them carry the song and i'm just mood and atmosphere and that's my that's how i would describe my role in that band talking about the the art rock label at the beginning of the this interview Mm -hmm. i've seen people refer to your band as a heavy band Mm -hmm. you're dark but you're not heavy i hear elements of heavy music but also to me like heavy means so much more than like metal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i take it as more like the gravity and like the the tension because the music is very tense and it's a lot of like propulsion and building and simmering there's not a lot of release and i think people hear that as heavy okay speaking of that tension Mm -hmm. i was listening to still life and decay again the the new release coming out in april i was listening to constellation Mm -hmm. and i was in my home office where i do a lot of my work my son walked in as i was listening he's 21 Mm -hmm. and he's like that sounds menacing (laughs) (laughs) and i that like he picked up on it right away like mm-hmm. that tension mm-hmm. and that song what a great intro to this new release I and mean, that, that is all tension mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly what you're talking about it is exactly and I love in that song especially but this is something that Fax does it takes lots of interesting turns mm-hmm. where a song starts for Fax is not often where it ends up correct um I think that's because we don't no one in the band writes a song and brings it in and expects it to be played as it's presented so what we're doing a lot of times is just kind of jamming things that parts evolve out of parts or finding interesting ways to put two things together that were never meant to coexist i love that yeah constellation's a good example of that because it was two things that started as different songs combined so and you i feel like you can kind of hear like an a beginning and an end of that song mm-hmm. like there's a, a very clear break in the middle where everything drops out and it's just guitar and that's you know the second part of that song but uh we do that a lot where we're just trying to find ways to put together ideas that don't necessarily correlate and that's an influence from like this heat or just you know a lot of experimental music where it's just you know combining elements like that are out of sync still life in decay again the name of the new release is that a statement of what we're living in now Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm about you know things feel like even not in this like pandemic world but a lot you know it's like the days are long but the years go by quick you know that kind of thing it's like you can feel very static and still notice this change when you kind of look back or kind of examine your surroundings so it's kind of a comment on that you're about to do a bunch of shows you're doing um local shows here in Chicago in mm-hmm. April. What are the dates? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We have two record release shows at the Empty Bottle, April 7th and 8th. Perfect. Now, when you perform, I guess what is performing? What does touring mean to you? Is that a chance to explore these songs even further? Yeah, it's fun to like put these things in a room under certain circumstances and just see what happens and sort of how the crowd how the venue how the day like affects these things that have become permanent because you've made like an official document of them i like not knowing for sure what a show is going to turn out to be that's i mean if we knew exactly what it would be i don't think we'd put as much thought into touring or wanting to tour as we have one thing that i find interesting about facts it is all about the music Mm -hmm. with your band the music is 
your statement. So much so that even on stage, we don't see much of you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of shrouded behind the music. Yeah. The music is why we're, we're all there. But that's almost antithetical to the way the world operates now. Yeah. Everyone's okay a star. Every, mm-hmm. Everyone's a celebrity because of the, that computer they carry around in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you are all comfortable enough in the statement you're making that you're like, eh, we don't need to yeah, that, put our not, face on it. Yeah, that's not that's not an aspect of any aspect of this band. Like, we're there to play music. We're not there to get on stage and talk and tell jokes. Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to talk to every person in the room. Let's talk after the show. We're just going to get up, play for 45 minutes, and get off stage, you know? Let's talk a little bit about the songs mm-hmm. on the new album, Still Life and Decay. You talked about setting an atmosphere or mm-hmm. a, a mood. There's a lot of that yeah. going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> most specifically to me, Still Life. Mm-hmm. That song is hypnotic. Yeah. Um, and half the song is like instrumental soundscapes. Yeah. we That song was written in the studio. I had the first kind of guitar part. And we just kind of jammed that for a while and talked to... You know, that's an example of like... We had recorded the songs that we... Basically, the A-side was completely figured out. And the B-side, we knew would be the song... uh, Oh, man. What's it called? What's the last song called? New Flag. (laughs) And we knew that this other thing would be on it. We're like, what if we made the B-side of this record, like, just kind of this ambient, like, whole, like, piece. Like, the B-side is this whole other mood than the A-side. Okay. I picked up on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... This goes back to a topic that, that pops up every now and then. The art of sequencing. Yes. In a world where <laughs> so much music is consumed a la carte, yeah. song by song, I, I think that is still an important part of making an artistic statement is how does mm-hmm. how does this vision, these songs, how do they flow together? Yeah. We make albums because we're a group of people that listen to albums. You know what I mean? So that's how we think about you know, when we're recording, when we're putting stuff together, like, kind of like what I was saying earlier, like, what does this need? Like, with this collection of songs, it's like a lot of, let's say, aggressive sounding things. We should temper that with something different. So, mm-hmm. uh, Still Life's a perfect example of that. We knew we needed something that was different from the A side. We knew we had this idea that the B side could be something completely its own. And that song kind of guided us through that. What's interesting to note, we have different hot dog strategies. Mm-hmm. Now, the Depression Dog is a hot dog wrapped up in French fries. For me, I feel like I need to get through the French fries before I can eat the hot dog. Mm-hmm. I've got to kind of tunnel my way through. You went hot dog first. I went hot dog in the middle. Mm. I kind of got the fries to a situation where I was comfortable to get into the dog, and then I went for the dog. Not a bad strategy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's successful. Uh, when You Say is mm-hmm. a song on the new album. Uh, there's a video out for that, and I loved one of these YouTube comments. Saw them perform this in Brooklyn a few weeks ago, and it was face-melting. The drummer is a fucking machine. Yes. <laughs> True. True that's, story. Confirmed. That's not a comment. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, this is a song of few words. Mm-hmm. Is there a story behind the few words? Mm. It's about me talking to my kid, basically, about them eventually needing to move on from our home life and sort of how I've thought about when I left home and the like distance I needed and the 
way you kind of the whole record's about relationships and sort of how they come in and out of focus and how people deal with you know changes in their lives and the people that are involved in those changes and how you know you just kind of come in and out of people's lives and that's uh one of that song in particular is about you know family and how it changes over time i know it's coming i can't change that yeah that's it yeah um one of the more mesmer i talked about the hypnotic nature of some of what you do the song slogan is mesmerizing Mm. empathy has a slogan Mm -hmm. explain that Mm. I guess it's about I don't know perception like how you view yourself how you want to live how you would like the world to operate around you Mm -hmm. and just the you know the simple fact that that's that's not reality (laughs) You can want things and you can advocate for change and I think everybody needs to do what they feel is right. But, you know, until more people kind of, I feel like, realize the shift, it's it's going to be hard for, I think, uh, the change that's necessary to actually take place. You mentioned New Flag and now knowing your, your vision mm-hmm. of putting those more ambient songs on the B side, this is the epic closer. Yeah, <laughs> Th- this is the farewell statement for this round of facts. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Th- this sounds like a band just like you, you used the word confident earlier. Mm-hmm. A band that's just confident and just taking things wherever they want to go. Thank you. Yeah, that song came out. It was kind of built around this guitar part that I thought sounded like uh, the band Polvo. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with them. Uh, I was kind of trying to bring in this Polvo rip-off and see what happened with it, and <laughs> that's what happened. It turned into something completely different, which is why I love like collaboration, especially with the people that I've been able to play with. So Empty Bottle in April, the 7th and 8th? Yep. Is that kind of, kind of a home for you? Definitely, 100%. We love it there. We all grew up there, literally. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really special. Every band I've ever been in his favorite place to play has always been Empty Bottle. It's just when I moved here, it had just opened, and you know I was able to grow with it, and mm-hmm. so that will always be home for us. That said, what was Riot Fest like for you? It was awesome. Uh, it was really fun. I had been to Riot Fest to see friends play, and just you know, because it's a great festival. But uh, playing was cool. I mean. Hometown mm-hmm. shows are always fun. Um, festivals are always a bit odd because, you know, for a band like us, we love the empty bottle because we're able to, like, really control that room, too. Yeah. Like, really just be, like, the presence there. And when you play a festival, it's not about that at all. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, you know, cater our set a little bit more to, like, sure. some of the more direct hits as opposed <laughs> to some of the more exploratory things. But uh, it's fun. Like... I got to see a lot of people I wouldn't normally see. We definitely played for people that had never heard of us. Yeah, which is, that's the, yeah. the appeal. We had like a 30-foot video wall behind us. That's which amazing. Was super fun. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. So the new release comes out next month, Still Life in Decay. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep hearing from you every year with new music. Hopefully. Like, like the Beatles. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they only had seven years, so. <laughs> True. I guess we got a couple left. <laughs> that is a compressed time frame. Uh, but I love the sound of your band. I started this conversation by saying this sounds like Chicago to me. This sounds mm-hmm. like all the cool shit I grew up listening to in the 90s. Thank you. And when I say grew up, I mean in my 20s. But mm-hmm. 
the, the stuff that was formative. Yeah, formative. I mean, that's that's what, you know, that's what's coming from us. That's where we are, too. We really all turned, I mean, I turned 18 in 1995, so, and I moved to Chicago because I was so influenced by what was happening here with Touch and Go and Thrill Jockey and Tortoise and Jesus, List. you know, like, just so many things that were, like, inspiring, and I was, I still feel so lucky to be able to still live here, be able to still be playing music and just kind of be a part of what's happening. Side question, you mentioned the Jesus Lizard. Yes. Best album. Oh. Oh, God. I, I think it's between two. It's Goat or Liar. I think it's Goat. I think at first it was Liar, and now I would say Goat. I go back and forth. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. also make a case for a lot of what's on uh, Down. Yeah, I love he- the Head Down like combo. That, to me, was really mm-hmm. cool because you get... It's two si- I love when it's two sides are so different from each other, and that's a great example of that. I can also make a case for a lot of what's on shot. Oh. I I, that's an unpopular thing to say, but I, I think that album holds up. I don't, I don't know if that's unpopular as it is. I don't think, like most people I know who would probably have a Jesus Lizard tattoo, <laughs> maybe never even listen to shot. Because they were just so mad that it existed, yeah. you know? But Andy Gill produced, yes. produced it, right? Yeah. See, I I couldn't name one song on it. Maybe if I listened to it, I would recognize stuff. Give that one another. I'll listen to it today. Shot. I mean, yeah. speaking of rhythm sections. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's them. Undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. Facts is undeniable to me. <laughs> I, I I love the sound of your band. I love this new stuff that's coming. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you. And you know, keep doing what you do. Thank you. And the same. Really appreciate this. <laughs>